Welcome to Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to learn from fellow business owners how to decrease the chaos and increase their sense of fulfillment while becoming more profitable. I'm your host, Tracy Trepesky. I'm an executive coach and consultant and mindset mastery expert. I'm also mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. In each episode, we explore challenges, opportunities, and actionable tips to help you move your business forward while staying true to your vision. You'll hear from me and my guests how we've tackled some of the pitfalls and unexpected surprises that entrepreneurship delivers. We're the real deal, and we're here to inspire and encourage you. Let's dive in. This is episode 12 of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for a new episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast where entrepreneurs just like you and me share how they master their mindset to overcome obstacles to their success. In today's episode, I am so excited to be speaking with the extremely talented and driven Basho Muna, jazz pianist, sound engineer, singer, music producer, and extraordinary human. He shares his journey from being a barefoot child growing up in a village in Cameroon to professional musician living in Europe. Basho decided when he was nine years old that he would one day live in Europe. His mother asked him not to leave Cameroon, but Basho felt the magnetic pull to Europe and was so determined to go that he made the 15 year long journey to become a musician in Europe. Basho is self-taught on several instruments, but found his real love in playing piano. I am so impressed with his determination extreme focus, and unwavering belief in his abilities and calling, and I know you will be too. You won't want to miss when he shares his story about how he managed to cross borders even when he didn't have money or a place to stay, and yet he managed to convince border officials to allow him to stay and continue his journey through Western Africa to Europe. Bachot reminds us to be honest with ourselves, follow our dreams no matter what, and to not be discouraged even when things don't go our way because we will learn so much along the way. His journey is remarkable and inspirational and is a great reminder to keep working hard for the things we love. Be sure to check out his music on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. We've provided links in the show notes. You will love his gorgeous music. So grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to Basho and his amazing journey. Basho, thank you so much for yeah, being baby. here. <laughs> like my face hurts from <laughs> laughing so hard already. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here. Oh my gosh. Um, I can't wait to share. And we're only going to be able to share part of your journey. I, this is the first of probably many interviews. So before we start talking about your journey, please tell us, where are you in the world right now, physically? <laughs> Physically, yeah, I'm yes. located in Brussels. Yeah, uh, and, and the area where I'm living in Brussels is just near the airport. It's called Zaventem. Okay. Yeah, and just near the International Airport of Belgium. Awesome. And you came to Brussels, okay, by way of many, many places, but where were you born? Yeah. <laughs> I was born in Cameroon. In Cameroon. My native city is Douala. Is that, so I don't know a lot about Cameroon, though I'm going to start learning <laughs> um, yeah, is it the capital uh, city or near the capital city or is it like a, because I know there's an English speaking part and there's a French speaking part, right? That's it. Okay. So Douala is the ecological capital of Cameroon and uh, political capital is Yaoundé. Okay. Got it. And, Got it. and also Douala is in the coast. 
Okay. And the, is that the French, the French speaking area is closer to the coast and yeah. the English speaking is somewhere yeah, else? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the English speaking area also, there's a coast over there because it's, uh, and some part of the, the cities because it's also big. You know, we have okay. like uh, Tico, Wisna, Limbe, uh, and there's a coast in Limbe. Mm -hmm. And then the rest is uh, Baminda, um, Ekundo Titi, Kumba, uh, Tico, Mutengene, that's English speaking side. Douala is just in the literal, and, and so people speak French normally, and the local language is Douala. Okay. Uh, and the city also is called Douala. Got it. So I, I, I could ask you questions for days, so I'll try not to, you know, interrogate you. How many languages do you speak? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Cameroon is a, a country with 208 dialects. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I speak normally two dialects, but I can hear and listen for other, I mean, like three or four other dialects when people speak. I can response in, in English or in French. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm speaking French, mm -hmm. like my mother tongue. I speak English. And then I speak a little bit uh, of Netherlands, which is one of the languages in Belgium. Okay. And a little bit of Germany. Okay. Was that five? I think that was five plus dialects, if I counted. That's right. it. Yeah. It, that's it. <laughs> Amazing. I, you know, I think I don't, I speak three languages, but as as a linguist, as a person who studied languages, one of the things I've learned is you start to read people well, because you, if it's not your mother tongue, you're paying more attention to what people are saying. So you catch <laughs> everything. Right. And um, yeah, so I think that's really cool. So you probably have this facility to read people and to understand what they're saying, yeah. even if they're not. Yeah. Even if they're not speaking a language that you speak, if it's close or adjacent, I think sometimes exactly, that, exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. Gosh, that's so cool. So I, I want to hear a lot about your journey. However, I think it's important to start by telling our listeners what you do. <laughs> what is your profession? Your multiple. Yeah, I know you wear lots of hats, but so tell us a little bit about what you do, and and then we'll go from there. <laughs> I'm a jazz pianist. Uh, I'm a, a singer, also play popular music. I'm a songwriter, I'm a composer, I'm a sound engineer, and I'm a producer, music producer. <laughs> and you don't sleep a lot. <laughs> Not a lot of sleep in your world. Um, That's it, you yeah. got it. <laughs> and so do you, are you, I know you have like contracts and agreements to perform, but you're, you work for yourself. It's your business, correct? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I have any agents, you know, will settle a contract for me and I'm paying the agents. So I better work for myself. That's it. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. I know you're self-taught on piano and I know that you play more than one instrument and piano was not your first instrument, right? Yeah. I'm so uh, glad we've talked now... before because I'm going to like cut through some of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started, I started singing and playing guitar. But then nowadays, I don't really, really play guitar anymore because yeah. I, I'm more concentrated on the piano. Right. Uh, so I'm a pianist, I'm really full-time pianist. And um, with all the new technology, you know, if, if I want to play some of guitar, I can do that via my keyboard, you know, via the piano mm -hmm. keyboard, um, because the, everything is more MIDI right now. That makes sense. Yeah, my kids are musicians and my son plays guitar and oh. my daughter plays piano and she's a vocalist. And the thing that I've learned 
from them about I played instruments when I was younger, but I'm not a musician anymore. I don't play any instruments. It's interesting to hear them talk about theory because learning guitar and learning keyboards teaches you theory as you go, whether you're studying it or not. So it's really exactly. interesting. I find that all instruments are valuable. However, when you can do chords and harmonies, there's it changes things, right? If you can do multiple sounds on one instrument, that's extremely cool. That's so right. you... <laughs> You grew up in Cameroon and yeah. you made your way to Europe. I know that. So I want to have, I want to do an episode where we just talk about your journey, like every place that you went and all the things you did. But I think for the purposes of this interview for our listeners, it would be really cool to talk about that moment when you decided and then how things came into place and also how long it took, right? Maybe not every, every stop, but you know, and I'm going to preface this for our listeners by saying that, you know, sometimes we think things are supposed to happen like overnight, or we might even someone comes onto our radar and we, we think that they've made it overnight. Um, but your journey was, was a long one with a lot of exciting stops in between or stops, well, pass throughs in between. And it took you quite a while exactly. to get from Cameroon to Europe. So at what point had you decided I'm going to Europe? For opportunity well i was nine years old when i uh, you know i was i started to say it to my parents so they were uh, they was looking at me like hey this guy is, is it normal or not because yeah we had some kind of discussion when i was hearing people talking and i told them you see i'm not going to spend my life in this country you know mm. so what i say yes i'm not i'm not going to spend my life here um i'm going to go to europe so i was nine years when i started you know, saying this, and this thing was clear in my mind that I didn't want him to live uh, in that environment because uh, I was not feeling that comfortable inside that environment. And uh, so when I, I started singing with my mom, being in, going in the choir with her, uh, after those, I mean, those moments, the choir I went to primary school, and after the primary school, started in secondary school when uh, uh, I was back in the city because first I spent it of my 12 years in the village and was in the forest, just like a really, a really thousand boy, you know, was mm -hmm. walking naked feet, no t-shirt and so on. So when I was in, in college, I saw other friends were playing guitars. I was like, wow, they're playing guitar. That was just a singer. And I was like, okay, now I want, I got to play guitar myself as well. So, <laughs> so it was long, I would make it short, we would come back over all, all these things. So, I started playing the guitar and singing. We had like uh, a, a youth um, band, you know, and it was a, a great club over there in those days with uh, professional musicians and they were like our senior brothers. So they gave us an opportunity to perform every Sunday. Yeah, and I was like, wow, it was crowded and more than 300 people in the halls. There was, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm a rock was, star. That's it. That was very sad. So, yeah. uh, and, and it became very serious for me that, okay, that's what I want to do, you see? Yeah. So I was, you know, uh, entering the school and the music was coming on and on. And uh, finally, I decided, no, nah, I'm going to do the music. I really want to be like a professional. Mm. And it wasn't, a, it wasn't an easy game at all. It was so complicated, Gaston. Those days, things wasn't like, Today, that you can easily buy a keyboard, a guitar, so it was so complicated. You need to go mm -hmm. in a club where there's instrument <laughs> to perform. So if not, you stay home without an instrument. Um, I think I, I did uh, like a year and a half 
performing and then I went and said, my mom, uh, I'm going to quit. I'm going to travel. And then she said, no, you know, I may die behind and so blah, 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 blah. So it was like, okay, okay, my mom may die behind. So I stay again one year. Then, you know, I, I started to make some kind of brainstorming. I said to myself, okay, if my mom got to pass away, I, I can stop her passing away. <laughs> you know, I don't have that power. I'm not God. Right. Uh, right. And, and, and on the other hands, we have five kids, so I'm in the middle. So it's just me living. So the rest are around. If something's happening, they, they can take care of, of her. Right. And on the hands, if I don't have money, I don't have anything, I can do anything. So it was clear for me that I have to go. So next year I came back to her and mom, you see, I want to go. But I, yeah, I want you to know that I'm traveling. If you don't see me anymore, I, she started again with the story. And I said, okay, mom, I totally understand what you're saying. But you know, I'm not God. If mm -hmm. really you want to die, I can't stop you from dying. Uh, and the other hand, <laughs> yeah, if I don't have money to, you know, say I'm taking it to the hospital, I can make it. So I have to go and make, you know, I have to go and make my life. And my brother and sisters are there around, they can take it off of you. So that was the real moment where I decided to go. But the journey took <laughs> 15 well, years before I arrived in Europe. Right. How years. old were you then in your early 20s? I was when, between 18 and 19. When 18, I left 19. Cameroon when I was yeah. 19. Okay. Yeah. And, it, and you went, <laughs> so list the countries that you went to. It was like Nigeria. So where, where did you go? Yeah, I, I, saw, yeah. I went to Nigeria. I went to Benin Republic. I went to Niger Republic. And I went to Togo Republic. I went to Burkina Faso. Uh, and I, I went to Ivory Coast. And I, I, I said, okay, now I have to settle in Ivory Coast. I want to build myself, you know, before coming to Europe. So, and I had also some principle. Uh, I said to myself, I don't want to come in Europe like, uh, I mean, like a beggar or someone who doesn't have his paper and because I, I don't want someone to mess me up. And, and so that was a principle I've said, I'm going to quit Africa, put my document right because I can hide. So and, and when I'm in Europe, I want to be free. I want to be free to move, to do whatever mm -hmm. I want to do uh, in all, uh, I mean, all clarity and, and be legal. So uh, it took me 15 years. Mm -hmm. Amazing. You're just hanging out in Ivory Coast. You're like, listen, I'm going to do this right. So you can't, you're right. You can't be a performer and not have proper documentation if you want to live there. I know. Like that was, I, I, you can't. So if, you, yeah. if you want to live to Europe, even those you, you want to come here to study, you need to have mm -hmm. all your documents. Absolutely. If, if not, I mean, you're like a prisoner. You know, because if you see a policeman somewhere, you think maybe they're coming for you. So you're not yeah. free. I'm a free yeah. man. And, I, I, you know, I don't, so I want to be free and I want to move freely as I've been doing. So I wanted everything to be in order, not give a chance to someone to mess me down. So that was clear for me. Mm. So how long were you in Ivory Coast? Because that uh, was your last I, stop before Europe, right? That's, that's it. Yeah, mm. I stayed in Ivory Coast for eight years. Eight years. Yeah. So seven years of traveling through, I lost count of how many countries, <laughs> um, pretty much like Western Africa, right? And you, and you moved your that's way That's it. Up. That was really in Western <laughs> Africa. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, amazing. And then, so you find, was, did you, was Belgium the first country you went to? Like, did you go to Belgium and yeah, that's where yeah. you've been? Okay. No, no. First I went to Paris. Um, okay. I went to Paris because uh, I have family in Paris. Then went back to Ivory Coast, mm. um, and then from Ivory Coast I came to to Belgium because I got married in Ivory Coast with uh, 
the bedroom princess, you know, mm. which is the, mo- the mother of my kids. Uh, mm. uh, and that's how we, we moved. She, uh, she met me over there and everything's went over there. And so we got married there, we came here with all the documents, you know, mm. we were free and moving to, you know, start working a place. Yeah. <laughs> and you did. So, <laughs> so you've been, how long have you been in Belgium now? It's a long time. Uh, yeah. I'm in Belgium now, uh, almost 30 years now. It's, almost 30 it's years. Amazing. Yeah. And did you, were you able to start with music right away or did you do other jobs to yes, kind of of get course. by? No, or? no, 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 yeah. no, no. So you were extremely always, I, clear and focused. I'm similarly clear for of course. It's always the music. I'm yeah. always in. Even those were very, very complicated. Sometimes yeah. I had very, very tough time in every course. But I'm always focused on the music. You know, so this for me, this is the most important thing because mm-hmm. if you're not focused, what's happening? Uh, music, what's like um, music is really jealous. You know, you can move around. When you move around, drop you down. So you have to be on the track all the time, you know. So even those you live in the misery, you have to be on the track because that's how things happen. Mm. Yeah, you see, for example, before uh, our divorce with the mother of my kids, so um, we had a tough time after living, uh, you know, the, uh, the 11, 20, it was What's 2001. Mm, to September 11th. United States with mm-hmm. September yeah. 11th. So, and, and things started to be very, very tough, you know, on the contracts in the hotel because there mm. was no uh, tourists. So it was very tough time. And she was trying to push me, oh, uh, go and do something else. You may be taxi driver. I say, no, it's, yeah. that's not that's that's not me. Yeah, that was her and, fear and talking, I, 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 right? Yeah. Yeah. And and on the hands, even I had one of my uh, background, who is a brother here, is from Holland. They always call me his black brother, and that we grow up. <laughs> and these guys really, really grow up, and we're very, very tight. So we grew up like that. A lot, he has a lot of personality. So I went to him and said, "Okay, you, I said, you see, uh, my wife's asking me that I can come and uh, you can find me a job so that I can even wash the dishes in in the kitchen." Then he said, "What? <sighs> you washing the dish in the kitchen?" I said, "That's nonsense." He said, "Say to me." You are the mess of the entertainment. So I can imagine seeing you in my kitchen here washing the dishes. I mean, he says, what's that story? So he gave me, again, some contract, you know, to solve. But just to say, I have to stay focused. And then finally, uh, we had a lot of, uh, she was really pushing me. I said, okay, uh, you want to go? If you want to go, you better go. Mm-hmm. But don't push me in a way that is not my way. Yeah. You know, I'm used with my life is up and down. So I want to focus on that. Uh, or you put him in more pressure. I can even think what I'm going to do. And that's what's happened. Mm. Uh, and after that, I have to recover back of all those, you know, um, emotions and pressure. And then I, I took me uh, three, four years. Then, I, yeah, I started to feel good. And afterwards, I started to feel good. I said to myself, okay, what next? What am I going to do? Yeah. And that's where I recorded my album, Jazz and Dreams. Mm, which is absolutely beautiful, yeah. by the way. We'll share We'll share your sound. <laughs> Does yeah. the the jazz and dream is a big story, and, and when I wanted to record this album, it's on a way because if you don't stay focused and if you know royal to yourself and people, things may not really happen all the time the way you want it. So yeah. I had a friend of mine, which is a Brazilian, who's also Belgian, that um, I know almost for ten years now. So he's a musician, 
So what's coming to my place, uh, Osman is his name. So I was doing, well, having all in my home studio by then. So I was doing some recording, you know, just funny uh, tips like that. So when I'm divorced, I moved from the, we're living in a uh, residential area. So I didn't want to stay there anymore. I want to be in the middle where there's, you know, interaction with people. So I came in the center of Brussels, which is called Blaster Brooker. That's, that's the place where most of greatest artists and mm. European and Belgians were living around. So I want to be there. I want to be there to have this interaction with people, you know, not to keep keep my mind busy with other things that thinking about my, my yeah. sorrows and so on. Well, and surround yourself so with I, people who are like-minded, right? Like, I think that's a... That's it. Just for, to pause on that for a second for the people who are listening. It's funny because before we, before we connected today, I was thinking about networking. And it's a question I don't really directly ask, but I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's something that even if we hate it, even if we're introverts and we don't like going into crowds or, you know, um, you know, what do you call them? Like formal networking events. Every single time we go out into the world, we're representing ourselves as entrepreneurs. And, and all of us really, if you're not an entrepreneur, you're still representing yourself, <laughs> you know, your brand, your yes. personal brand. So you decided, again, you made a decision, boom, you planted yourself yeah. in the middle of the artistic community, which of course probably supported you in ways that, you know, your, That's your it. ex-wife, the mother of your children had her fears. And, you know, I understand that women yeah, really it. like stability. Yeah, yeah. And if it didn't feel stable to her, <laughs> it was probably terrifying. And so, but you, your determination is really what's supported you in your success yeah. and hard work yeah. and all that, you know, all the, all the things that yeah. we have to do, but it's really the, it was really your, like, I, this is, this is my calling this is what oh, i'm meant yes. to do and exactly, i'll share exactly. with our listeners please when you get a chance go to his soundcloud because I, like i listen to that jazz and dreams when i'm writing and when i'm creating and i go so fast yeah you know I'm i think i'm this. getting your energy that's it i'm going to tell you the story about that jazz and dreams <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> i was sitting yeah, uh, you know, I, I, by then my, my my I was there with my elder son, uh, with his current son. He was nine years old, so we were there. We so fun. I'm too close with my 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 kid. That we are very friendly. So I was telling him, you know, I can feel something in the air. I can really feel something in the air. I don't know exactly what, but it's a big thing that's gonna happen. Mm. Um, so I was there thinking, thinking, what am I gonna do? Then I got a friend who invited me in Paris to do. Uh, the first part of uh, the Duda of Nina Simone concert. So I played it, it was so great. Uh, and and uh, people came to me, we want that music. Do you have a CD? But it, a CD, there was no CD. So I was like, right. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a couple so, weeks. <laughs> I'll make one for you. <laughs> so when I, when I came back, I was thinking, thinking, I had an idea how I want to make that CD. Mm. And I said to myself, okay, uh, I need a studio, I need a piano, but it's not really the studio and the piano. I want this moment to be recorded and, and I want it to be unique. So mm -hmm. I wanted to perform directly and record, you know. The, so this was something that was disturbing me all the time. I was talking about it and my friend Osman was coming to my place all the time. We share, we share, talk, talk. But it was like, you know, an, an obsession. So I won't do that. I won't do that. As I'm thinking I won't do that. So every time so one day we were there then i started again with my project you know he said then he said oh but you know i said what he said i told you about the studio where i'm doing some collaboration i said yes he said there's a piano basically you've never told me there's a piano in that place 
<laughs> this is the first time you're talking about Canada. <laughs> Get me in there. Then Get I, me in there. <laughs> then, I, then, then I say, oh, but that's good news, man. Say, could you arrange an appointment with a, a, a studio owner? Uh, and then he said to me, yes, I'm quite sure that uh, the studio owner is Andre. I am quite sure that if you and Andre meet, you're going to click immediately. I said, oh. Mm. So he went, he went home. And the next day, uh, I received a call say, hey, are you ready? I said, of course. I was just waking up on my bed, you know. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> You're like, maybe, maybe I'll drink <laughs> some coffee on the way there. <laughs> no, I said, no, 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 no. I said, are you ready? I said, yes. Then he said, okay, I'm going to come and pick you up in the hour. I said, that's fantastic. I'll be ready. So went to, <laughs> went to take my, yeah, my shower, you know, dress up and no coffee, nothing. I don't even take coffee. So I know that was fine. That was a good news. Yeah. We just, you know, pump me up. Said that. He said, we're going to the studio. We went to the studio. Amazing. Amazing. And what he said, it was just the same thing, you know, because Andre, when he saw me, just came and gave me a big hug. Like, <laughs> we know each other for, <laughs> and uh -huh. we became so close friends. And Andre usually said to people, I know Basho more than 100 years <laughs> because we're really great. Yeah. Isn't so, that, that, that kind of connection, it's, it's, not, it's not an accident. It doesn't just happen. Nah, right? yeah. you know, it's not, it's not an yeah. accident. Mm -mm. And then when outside, I was sitting on the piano. I, I wanted to test the piano, see you know, the feeling of the piano sounds gorgeous. You know, the piano. I was there mm -hmm. enjoying him and Osman. They were outside. And then after they came in, and Andre, the owner of the studio, said, what is your dream? I said, oh, yeah. That was the question. I said, my dream is I, I need, if it's possible, two days of recording inside here. And I just want to get inside and let my soul speak. Now, mm -hmm. I don't want to write anything before. I want everything to flow from my soul. And that's why you feel that power in that, uh, that yeah. album. Because there was nothing writing. I just went in the studio, then let myself go. You know, I was frying many things, came inside. And one of the story about the, the album is you coach my eye from the first time I saw you. And that song, I was performing, um, by the way, in the, uh, the, in the Hilton, which is mm -hmm. one, of, one of the biggest parties here. Uh, and so the every manager over there told me, ah, Basho, uh, when I arrived and I was performing on Sunday, that was a big bunch. And said, so, oh, do you know, uh, maybe he went away. That was, maybe was his collaborator. Then I said, no, I was in a way. I said, yes, she went away. And, and do you know Maite? I said, no, I don't know Maite. I said, she's Maite, she's my new collaborator. I said, okay, so we we're walking around, you know, he wanted to present me to Maite. And then when I arrived in front of Maite, she was meeting, she turned like, I said, wow. I was like, and she got like, you know, we had like a storm in, in she, she was a mm -hmm. beautiful lady, so beautiful. And, and she was like surprising me. <laughs> so uh -huh. we, we, we laughed. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. we exchanged our, our, our business guy. We just had a short talk because I was supposed to go back in the studio. So when I was uh, recording the second night, you know, at midnight, we had a break, Andre and I, and so went home upstairs, let's go and eat something. So went, had fun, eat something. So we came back. So I sat on my piano, started to see the feedback of what's happening. You know, I had the, the, the that kind of movie, you know, the vision, mm. what was happening, uh, you know, during the day with uh, the, the, the connection with Maite, 
And I closed my eye, put my fingers in the piano, the sound started to flow. Wow, that's crazy. Just flow. <laughs> Just mm. flow. And, and, and yeah, and that's why you see there's a short movie also on that. I will make a movie to try to, you know, to, yeah, to make this, the same image, what's happened that moment when I wrote that song, you coached my iPhone, my mm. first song. And my mm. teacher told her she was having tears and eyes and all, mm. and she, we, she was with me trying to wish number where we're going to put which songs. We did this kind of job together. And yeah. so that, that album is, is, is powerful. You know, many yeah. people told me, we feel something. I say, yes, because it's my heart inside. Yeah. It's my soul inside. 100%. Yeah. 100%. That's amazing. I mean, you're, you're, there's so many nuggets to pull from this, right? I mean, one is you made a decision. I mean, I just, I'm, I wrote it down. He was nine years old when he decided he was going to Europe, like what? And you made it happen. And you were by then in your, in your thirties and you still made it happen. I mean, that is to me a reminder, right? That Sometimes it takes a while. I mean, we can accelerate things, but just because it's not happening exactly according to plan doesn't mean it's not happening. I think that's a really key piece because everything you did in between, and I know you're about to write a book. And so so our next interview, I'd love to talk about the specifics of what you did in between, because I think that that's really, it's a rich component, but it's also probably at least an hour conversation. So um, we'll do that again, right before you launch your book. (laughs) Hint, hint. Um, so (laughs) I may have some inside information for our listeners. Um, so, you know, but each, each thing you did contributed to where you are now and every single thing, you know, I think that there's a, there's a quote and I I'll hash, I'll probably, you know, trash it completely, but it's something like, it's like a French philosopher. Um, you know, if we're only focused on the destination, we miss the journey and the journey is really, is really where all the special things happen, like the destination but, but is just something we're aiming toward. It's but like, that's it. Yeah. And the, the journey is what makes you, you know, because yeah. you need to have all those experiences. If you just, you just want to reach the destination. So yeah. you're missing. It's like somebody who's, he want to go to the 10th floor mm-hmm. and then he takes the elevator. So right. you can take a elevator, but you don't know what's happening between. Right. It's the one that's taking steps. He knows that, ah, this one door here, there another other door. So he has the clear view of everything. If something happened in, in, in the tenth floor and the, the elevator is damaged, he don't have to get down. <laughs> you know. Right. He, so I, and even then, when he's down, he's also know the way to get go up. Uh, for me, it was really, really uh, my journey. I can, if you have to do that, I will do that again. Yeah. Uh, was yeah. so enriching. Mm-hmm. Um, good and bad things will happen. I mean, let's take all those things like there. Like school, you know, I got to learn them. I got to learn them to be better again, to build myself and also understand the the, the walls, understand Mm -hmm. life. Uh, And this was so, it's still so exciting. You know, today I'm talking to you. And it was two, I mean, two two months before I couldn't imagine I could talk to you and we could have started doing other things. But that's life. It's what you contribute building in yourself, being true. And having yeah. integrity with yourself, that's how you behave with other people. If you're not really true and, and focus on yourself and love yourself, you can really, you can love other people. This is, mm. for me, that's a fact, you know. 
Yeah. So, oh. and, and you are such a loving person, you know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I've I've enjoyed our conversation so much and I am so excited. I am sure that we will have more than more than one more interview because I know that you're up to big things. Um I'm excited to uh to read your book and um oh. And we'll definitely, you know, we'll come back when you're ready to launch your book. So, we'll, you know, people are going to want to know your whole story. It's just, it's fascinating. And I've just really enjoyed it. So this is the point where I would love to ask if you have three quick pieces of advice, like just like three mindset bits or, you know, because you're, st- you already said something that really stuck with me, which is like, just, you know, trust, just go, go with it, make the decision and go with it. Don't, of course. you know, so what would be, if you could just, you know, briefly share three, three things. So three two things. the first one I would say, it, the first thing is be honest with yourself. And the second one I say, follow your dreams, no matter what's happened, mm-hmm. focus on your dream. The third one, I would say, hard work that's a very hard working don't be discouraged you will go through many 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 trouble but you will definitely learn because we need to learn a lot and when you learn you will definitely reach your goal because you are focused on that and you see a lot of positive energy coming inside saying wow we want to support we want to push you going that's how it works mm. it works that way because you Yes, you are truthful, you love yourself, you're honest with yourself. And in second things, you have your vision and follow it. Follow mm. it. And work hard. Being honest with yourself and definitely be honest with other people. I love it. I love it. I have a feeling that people are going to want to click on the links in the show notes. So tell me, <laughs> where can we find you? <laughs> So you can find me, uh, I'm on the, the social media, but the, the best thing is you can find me in uh, Spotify. I don't know if you're using Spotify over there. Yes, we do. Uh, you can find me in SoundCloud. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me in on Instagram. Um, and I also have my professional network. I have to refresh it again. You know, this is for um, entertaining and so on. So I'm, gonna, I'm thinking of doing another professional one for all the big things coming out. So mm. it's the same name. It's Bashomuna. You just type Bashomuna, then you get it right. Okay. So B A C H O T, Bashomuna. Then M like M U N A. N A. U like universe, N A. Awesome. We've got it. And we'll put the, I'll put links in the show notes. So for people who are not, because are too captivated to write it down, can come back and click on the links. So, oh my <laughs> gosh, I am, I am so, I'm so happy that we've met. I mean, I just, I, I love you so much and I'm so it proud is, of you and the journey you've taken. And it's really been an honor to, to have you as a guest today. Thank you. It's an honor for me also, uh, Tracy. You're such a lovely person. I'm, yeah, I'm honored to get to know you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you're just marvelous. Oh, <laughs> thank, thank you for inviting me. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I'm so excited <laughs> to come back and share more of your journey. It's so rich and it's so there's so much wisdom in there. So thank you so much, Basho. My pleasure, Tracy.
Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. If you liked what you heard, be sure to click the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. Please leave us a review and tell your friends about us so more people can hear the valuable information we share in each episode. We look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your success.